Okay, so the next thing that I did is I took five questions and uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna blow through the answers to all of them. So they're a little bit all over the board from can kids train to zone training, kids macros, and uh, a little bit of nutrition in there. So um, per usual, none of these really require a full podcast, but absolutely require a succinct and articulate answer. So like I said, I have five of them. Why don't I just go through those? These were all sent to me. A few of them I've shortened just for it it to to make sense. So the first one is fat burning zones. I've been told that I burn more fat between heart rates of 60 to 70%. So does that mean that I should be working out in that zone, zone one and two, basically, if my goal is to lose body fat? And so my answer to that is no. But my my second answer to that is I don't really care what you do for cardiovascular exercise. First and foremost, I want to make sure that you are weight training. Please do that. Sorry, having healthy skeletal muscle and having a lot of lean muscle mass on you comes with the most health benefits. If we are looking to lose weight and add some cardiovascular activity to your training plan, then no, it doesn't have to be in the quote unquote fat burning zone. That is a sales pitch for you because the best way to figure out what the percentage of your heart rate you should be working out at or whatever, or what you're burning in certain phases of your heart rate zones is a sales pitch for you to get an actual metabolic test done. And that test is usually between $100 and $250. And uh, and that's how they sell it to you is they, they say, well, if you know exactly what your 60 to 70% is, then you can just sit in that zone and just burn fat all day long. And therefore you'll you'll lose weight because you are preferentiating towards fat loss. So, um, so that's the idea behind it. But what I want you to know, what I want you to know is that your body compensates either way. So if you look at like a 24 hour period, if you burn fat during, let's say the entire hour that you're working out, if you're burning fat, then your body will utilize and oxidize the stored glycogen or carbohydrates throughout the rest of the day. If you burn sugar or glycogen in your workout, so you do high intensity stuff, then your body will oxidize more fat during the rest of the day. So the body compensates either way. The only thing that really matters, the only thing that really matters then is if you are actually in a caloric deficit, because it doesn't matter the exercise that you do if we are talking about losing weight. If we are talking about health, that is a completely separate question that I'm not answering right now. And I'm only not uh, answering it or going into that so I don't confuse you. We are talking about losing weight. If we talk about losing weight, then it does not matter which kind of cardio that you do. If you do high intensity, you will burn carbs while you're working out, but then you'll burn more fat while you're not working out. If you do low intensity, you will burn more fat while you're working out and more carbs outside of your workout. So your body will compensate either way. Next question. Should I track my kids' macros? Uh, no. I can't, I can't imagine a single situation that that would be helpful in any sort of way. Only negative side effects to that. So 
that one's pretty easy. Absolutely not. Okay, third question. I was told that I <clears throat> should be doing low intensity or walking for my exercise and to lose weight because I have hypercortisolemia and therefore my hormones are off and that that is why I am gaining weight. Oh my gosh. Okay. Don't walk too much. Don't walk too little. High intensity training raises your cortisol level. High intensity training is good though because it increases testosterone, which is a fat burning hormone. Only work out fasted. Don't fast for a workout. You'll faint. Oh, jeez. There's just, I can't even. Um, wouldn't it be great if we had like controlled human trials for answer to these questions? Oh, we do. So let's go back to question one. When we equate for the whole day, or the total work involved, it doesn't matter what you do. Go ahead. I don't care. Run, jog, row, sprint, do Zumba, do a step class, do a spin class. I don't care. Because this whole concept that you could possibly be doing the wrong exercise is absolutely beyond me. If anyone out there tells you that there's only one way to do cardio, no matter what they claim about cardio turn and run away and don't take advice from that person they're probably trying to sell you something because this idea that there is a right and a wrong way to do cardio basically implies that the entire rule of thermodynamics is completely false um so i so let me answer the question here's the answer uh, you Here's the answer with no like sales pitch involved because this actually there's nothing to sell on this i cannot make money by having you do this the only way to get to whatever your goal is is to be consistent over a longer than you want period of time no you can't have pizza and beer and ice cream just one day out of the week and expect results. You don't have to be perfect, but you do have to be consistent. That pizza and beer night was likely four to 7,000 calories for your cheat day. And that just derailed your caloric deficit for the whole week. A cheat on a diet should be something that doesn't throw your whole weekly caloric deficit out the window, which means if you have like a cookie or a small dessert or something on a weekend, that's fine. But blowing it with an entire day of who cares, this is my cheat day, you'll just, you'll never get there. It doesn't matter what cardio, cardio you're doing. So there's really no way to, yeah, there's really no way. Okay, I think that's three of the questions. Let me see here, four. Fourth question. Can I build muscle and cut fat at the same time? Great question. Great question. In my experience, if you chase two chickens, you'll catch neither one. So can it be done? Yes. I just don't know the person that can do it. You're, you're better off picking a goal, pick a chicken and get it, catch it. 
pick a goal and go after it. That being said, there, there are plenty of studies that indicate that eating even at maintenance calories will allow for strength gains. So you don't have to like bulk or you don't have to like eat 10% over your maintenance calories or whatever. You just have to stay away from being in a caloric deficit, which doesn't seem to be too hard for people. Uh, I guess, I guess I should say that if you are, I guess there are two asterisks there. One, if you are a rookie and brand new to the gym and training, your body will initially do both. You will, you will gain some muscle mass. You will decrease in body fat, but that's for the first, you know, three to five months. After that, chase one chicken. Uh, the second asterisk would be um, if you're obese. If you're obese, then you will likely add, and you start training, you will likely add muscle mass, decrease fat mass. So that's a really good question. You, to summarize, you can. It is very hard. And so pick one and do it instead of getting mediocre results by chasing both. Um, lastly, this is my last question that I got. Wow, I am, this is a quick one. Okay, is it safe for kids to train with weights? I think this is coming from the old adage of it affecting their growth plates. Uh, that used to be the case. They used to say, don't lift weights until you're you know, 12 or 14 years old because of compression of growth plates will um, stunt their growth. Uh, so let's, let's say, so from the ages of four or five to 12 is what we're talking about. Research has found that, that every, and I guess I can link this study. There was a really good study out there. Oh, I'll find it. They found that every metric that they tracked was positively affected coordination, balance, I don't remember all of them, fat mass. Um, but more than that, there were also like no negative side effects. Like the, the side effects were all positive, I guess. Lower fat mass, leaner body tissue, things like that. There were no, no injuries. And so it was also safe. And then they also, they don't get hurt because they're not really strong enough to get hurt yet. And that's obviously under a controlled situation are they you know with i assume that a five-year-old would be with a coach um you know an eight-year-old would be with a coach instead of dinking around in the in the weight room so beyond that though i think that that a ton of there should be a ton of focus though on form mechanics firing the right muscles things like that those things that matter before you actually start to load the bar and then i need to say that the biggest thing that should be focused on, even, even over mechanics, the biggest thing that should be focused on is, are they having fun? They need to have fun. If they don't have fun, then they'll negatively associate being in the gym or lifting or working out or whatever negatively. And they will more likely in the future go away from being a person who works out on a regular basis. So as long as you can make it you know, less boring, the, like they can have fun and they can work on mechanics, then by all means, start them as young as you would like. Okay. Those were the next five questions that I, I got in my email. If you have a question, you can email me at jen at the key academy, and I will try to get to 
them when I'm kind of like bunching them together because I don't necessarily want this podcast to be something that I'm like super diving in deep to, uh, to all of these, um, unless I guess indicated or needed. So let me know. Thanks for listening.